0: Rebellious Studio presents the Mind Body Podcast with your host, Maria Angelova. Hey, rebels, welcome to the Mind Body Podcast, your rebellious podcast with me, Maria, where it is all about a strong body, calm mind, healing, and fully living. Today is my absolute pleasure to welcome here and to be with somebody who has been very influential in my life, one of my friends, mentors, and somebody who inspires me. We were just sitting here chatting, and I'm like, we should be doing this during this podcast, but Dr. G or Dr. Guy Gunter, who will tell us a little bit about himself by telling us three words that and a little bit of a backstory of who you are, Dr. G.
1: Three words?
0: Three words. Only three.
1: Can you pronounce? only three. Only three. Um I am, let's see. <laughs>
0: Through your You should have prepared me for this. <laughs> I don't like to prepare you for this.
1: <laughs> three words. Um consider the mystery. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh I started out as a microbiologist. I, worked at uh, Emory University and went Purdue University and I uh, was doing the science thing and I started teaching science at the chiropractic college and uh, became a chiropractor but wanting to take all that I knew and putting it together. I went uh studied a lot of Chinese medicine and the journey of health is about trying to determine what's blocking health. I mean, health is natural. And the mystery of how we work and what's happening inside us is fascinating and determining what you can do about it and how you can be responsible for uh, correcting whatever has gone wrong. Has been the focus of my little practice for the last 40 years
0: your little practice yeah. what he does is amazing and i say dr g is like an encyclopedia of you can ask him any question and he'll give you the multidimensional response and you just sit and blink in all because i don't know how he remembers everything that he does i have told him this before but He really has an absolutely complete view of the body from so many different dimensions. I mean, the um, microbiologist, the chiropractic, the Chinese medicine, um, you have studied other sciences too. The
1: emotions.
0: The emotional implications and how that impacts the body.
1: Yeah, and that it's all connected. 100%. And and to have someone come in who is complaining of neck pain, and in the discussion, you find out that she's discovered she doesn't love her husband anymore. Uh, You can't fix her neck pain until you get her to understand that she needs a divorce or she needs to come to peace with the fact that she's fallen out of love. And uh, sometimes that's not what they want to hear right but you have to be honest and lead them on their path and see what you can do to uh, have them find clarity as to what's going on in their own lives and then be responsible in our society uh, responsibility has been defined as obligation Mm -hmm. Uh, you have made an error and you are now suffering for that era, and you must accept the blame, and you must feel bad about yourself. And responsibility was originally nailed by Fritz Perls in the 60s, I'm old enough to remember the 60s, Uh, when he said that responsibility is the ability to respond. Mm -hmm. And it's not a play on words you have to determine what the appropriate response is to anything that goes on in your life if you have body pain or dysfunction what's the right response to it you know is it to take a bunch of drugs that suppress your symptoms or is it to look for an answer as to why you're experiencing this And finding somebody that makes you feel they can help you. The proper response is not just going to someone and having an answer that is unsatisfying. And then you return over and over again for another unsatisfying answer. You you are capable of noticing when somebody is telling you the truth and when somebody is leading you in a way that makes sense. Um, And that's your responsibility for yourself. And if you can be responsible for yourself and choose the right responses moment by moment, day by day, um, your life blossoms and you allow change in the most positive ways taking care of people for pain or taking care of people for visceral dysfunction, all the little things that I wind up doing, um, is those are the steps. But the, the goal is that they find themselves. Because ultimately, you're loving, you're happy, and you're healthy. And if you're not experiencing any of those three, there's a blockage and it's a mystery as to how it got there but it's a mystery that can be unraveled
0: yeah and i think to what you're saying i think the word that pops up to reduce awareness
1: it begins with attention moves to awareness
0: yeah
1: and in particularly in american society we have confused bravery with courage Uh, It is, we exalt bravery, and bravery does not have uh, responsibility wrapped up in it. Bravery is sacrifice, sacrificing yourself for others in a very straightforward fashion, overcoming your fears and and making these sacrifices. And that's pretty good for society, but it's pretty lousy for the guy that's got to be brave courage comes from the heart that's why that's the cur and courage from the latin cardio and uh, when you reach into your heart for strength and you reach into who you know yourself to be or in uh, the difference in courage and bravery and war is that instead of mindlessly running towards danger, you feel the love and the comradeship around you and that propels you to perform an act of courage. And oddly enough, when you are using courage, you are more successful.
0: And I would like to tie courage to something we were just talking about and that's, and you mentioned it already, but the personal responsibility Let's take it in, the, in this example, in the case of your well-being, your wellness, being in charge of identifying the cause rather than, you know, nowadays it's easy to pop a pill to subdue the symptoms and move forward because who has time to process emotions or think about emotions? And you also brought up response, which I like to distinguish that from react Yes, yeah. we have become a very reactive society where we don't take that pause and that breath to the, and take into account that awareness and response courageously from the heart with compassion and understanding and support. Yeah.
1: Caring about yourself. It's another example of society expecting you to sacrifice, teaching you to sacrifice, give up your time, give up your health so that you can perform whatever it is you're supposed to do. And your first duty is to yourself. Uh, It's like, it's like when you're in the airplane and they tell you to put your oxygen mask on first and then put it on your child. As a parent, you're like, oh no, my child's getting it first. Well, if you pass out, your child's unlikely to put the oxygen mask on you. Uh, you have to start out with what is at the basis of your life, and it's you. It's you. And you should care for yourself. You should have compassion for yourself. You don't have to wallow in self-pity. Because self-pity is an anesthetic. If you're feeling sorry for yourself, you don't get anything done. If you blame, you don't get anything done. And boy, do we teach particularly women to blame themselves. Mm -hmm. And you can't enjoy your life because... You have, oh, my, my goodness, I have failed at this, or I haven't done this, or my husband's unhappy. What have I done wrong? Uh, maybe there are things that you need to address. You have to pay attention. You have to become aware of them. But to do it from a point of compassion mm-hmm. as opposed to a point of I screwed up and I have to uh, come make up some sort of it. unpleasant." attitude to make it all punishment
0: worse. yeah <laughs> or uh you know it's
1: it's all his fault <laughs> well, my, but that's blame that yeah, goes back to blame. Really blame and what can you do with that mm-hmm. the only thing you can change is you
0: oh that is so powerful the only thing you can change is you
1: yeah there is no moment in time except the present you can live in You can't live in the future. You can't live in the past. You can draw from both, but you have to integrate it. Each day is each day, and the one thing that is common to every day is that you are there. Yeah, you're all you got, (laughs) and as you love yourself and strengthen yourself, you're able to provide that for all around you. There's a A wonder that has shown up since coronavirus which is the study of happiness and the studies on the effects of kindness and they are incredible Mm -hmm. happiness is contagious yeah it's the fulfillment of your needs how do you be happy you fulfill your needs you have a need to be loving you have a need to know yourself, you have a need to take care of your children. If you're handling your needs, you will feel happiness. And kindness, if you are presenting kindness, your brain changes. It starts functioning in higher ways. And good things have a tendency to start showing up because the kindness is opening you more positive opportunities you're no longer defending yourself against an enemy universe yeah but also everyone you're kind to benefits their their brains increase too their brains ripple expand. yeah yeah and kindness starts with being kind to yourself getting up in the morning and looking at the size of your hips in the mirror and just excoriating yourself because you think they're the size of a school bus is self-play and, and self-punishment. It just doesn't get you. Anymore. If you're unhappy with your body, look for a way to uh, to fix it. And one of the most powerful ways, and I was very surprised at this um, because I'm old, I guess. Uh,
0: your wife <laughs>
1: <laughs> one of the most powerful ways to fix your body is pilates oh. and possibly not going to a pilates factory where everybody is doing pilates in a real Mechanical. inefficient way it's sort of like uh, 30 years ago uh, I began to do yoga again. I had done it in my 20s. And getting up uh, towards 50, I thought I might uh, rejoin. And going to a yoga studio where there is a 25-year-old who has turned yoga into standing aerobics. You know, we're going to hold the warrior pose for 15 minutes. And you, I was taught by people who we were When you finished, you were energetic, you were calm, your body felt great. And then it gradually became some kind of harsh exercise. And Pilates, having patients come in to see me who had been to their Pilates class, and they had pulled muscles in their core because there wasn't somebody standing there watching them do it. And say, well, you know, you're doing everything more on one side than another. It's not, me. you need someone to help you really develop your understanding of the basics and then you can proceed. But it's an amazing activity. And, and I was introduced to real Pilates uh, through my dear friend Maria here, who, uh, as an uh, American male, I resist any woman telling me what to do. <laughs> and so I would spend an hour trying to be patient with the fact that this Bulgarian sergeant is barking at me about, pull this foot in, and raise that shoulder back, and, <laughs> and once I got over my ego, what uh, was this ego
0: and <laughs> I began
1: to actually uh, attain it. <laughs> I was very, very pleased with the fact that it increases your energy. It makes your acupuncture system work better. It, it's, it's just a remarkable, remarkable system.
0: You know, something very important, and thank you so much for the shout out, Dr. G, but um, I was just having this conversation with another Pilates teacher last week mm. in terms of uh, teaching approaches. And the one thing that I personally have a problem with the commercialization is that we're taking Pilates and we're trying to fit it into the current definition of fitness. Instead of teaching people what Pilates is and why it starts slow and why it starts gentle and why it starts with awareness. And ultimately, the goal of Pilates is to make you strong. I always tell people, I'll make you the strongest you have ever been. I don't know about the skinniest, right, because that has other factors. But we're no longer satisfied by just being strong. It's we have to kill ourselves. We have to push. And we were actually also talking with you now about the push versus flow energy and the impact that has on um, the youthening of the body yeah. and the youthening of the mind. But yeah, Pilates is not, and I I can say that because I came from the world of fitness of what's your heart rate, what's your heart rate monitor, you gotta Mm -hmm. sweat, you gotta burn this many calories to Pilates. And it was a mind mind shift change for me as well. But it's, you're very right, it's very different. And um, we have to preserve the power of Pilates because it is powerful. Like you said, it impacts the body now. Incredible, and the mind yeah in an incredible way
1: well an observation i made over the last 40 years was that uh my hard body patients who were doing all of the heavy weights and and the runners you know they're running 40 miles a week 50 miles a week um they weren't aging well uh, they were having a lot of joint injuries and And they would come in saying, you know, I don't. What can I do about this? I said, Well, you could lift less weight. And it's like I told them to sell one of their children. They just would fall apart. I can't lift less weight. I worked so hard to get to this point. I said, Yeah. Well, you're so damn old. You can't support the support it with your joints. I'll put I'll put joint supports on you. No. Look at the people who are looking healthy and are doing things in their latter years what exercise are they doing you know as an old hippie yoga was the big thing and yeah all of my peers that were practicing yoga and dance and um, I do tai chi we don't age not like everybody else and you maintaining your Energy, maintaining your strength and maintaining your flexibility are one of the keys to slowing your age.
0: I'm so glad that you brought flexibility because part of the education I do with people is it's not just about strength. Strength is great. You do want to be strong, but you want to have balance in your body and flexibility. And I tie the flexibility of the body with the flexibility of the mind because they go hand in hand on um, the control that you have over your mind, responsiveness versus reactiveness, control over how you move versus just randomly throwing your arms and legs around, like I call it flipping and flopping. There is a difference, and then the push energy versus the flow, right? So so many times people would see an exercise, say, well, Let me do it in the like, hmm. It's like, no, we're gonna take a nice breath and allow the breath to Deepen where you're yeah. going with the exercise right no, that's true but
1: with awareness there is intent yes. i am movement. i'm going to make this yes. work and trying to you know try and dance contracting all of your muscles at the same time <laughs> you don't get anywhere you dance by feeling the the music If you're actually listening to music, I'm old enough to have a question about modern music, but uh, (laughs) back in my day, there was, there was actually waltzing and uh, to be able to feel that was the first really great dance that I learned as a young man, because it didn't require much except being able to count to three and feel the swirl of the music. And in martial arts, feeling the movement, the flow was very important. Uh, and the intent is not to be hard or strong. You are strong, it's to allow your strength to express itself, to flow.
0: I love that to express your yes, I love that. Allow your strength to express itself. I like that
1: in the Dao De Ching, which is the The book of the Taoist, it says that when a person dies, uh, their body is stiff and hard. But when they're born, they are soft and flexible Mm. and capable of living a lifetime. Mm. So suppleness, Suppleness, softness, flexibility allows the flow of life. And as the flow of life diminishes, you become hard and stuck. And I can tell you as a man in his seventies that you will experience stiffness and you could take a bunch of pills and, and try and knock the inflammation out, or you can get up and do some really nice flowing movements a lot of breathing, and suddenly you're young again. Yeah, and that tells you where you need to go to find yourself. To find, yeah, you because know, that's a responsibility thing. Getting up in the morning and how am I going to respond? I'm going to have four cups of coffee and twelve Motrin, and I'll be better in a couple of hours.
0: For yeah. a short period of yeah. time <laughs> yeah.
1: but if you can get you, and getting up and deciding okay i'm going to it's go out voice. go out and breathe and dance yeah until i'm no longer stiff yeah and uh, then i gotta stand there and do my pilates once i've gotten the stiffness taken care of and while it's been thanks to COVID three years since I had a session with Maria, I still hear her voice as I'm standing there (laughs) trying to get myself. And get your core. Get my core, Oh God!
0: And love it, that's what I do. All right, let's get us close to wrapping up by, tell us what's your definition of rebellious?
1: My definition of rebellious yes mm.
0: um
1: rebellious is deciding your own path um, there is the idea of rebelling against the consensus that's out there right but rebelling doesn't get you what you want rebelling allows you to break free of the constraints, but then you have to decide what to do with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can see we have a lot of rebellion now in a variety of political contexts and it doesn't achieve anything because Mm -hmm. it's expressing itself violently or thoughtlessly or without awareness. Mm -hmm. Once you decide to rebel, once you decide to be your own person, You have to decide who that person is. I mean, you have to decide who that person should become.
0: Who you want to become. Yeah. Any last words of wisdom? Any inspirational quotes? Anything you want to share with our rebels?
1: (laughs) Trust yourself.
0: Oh, my gosh. My mindset topic tonight is trust.
1: Trust. I love it finding someone who's trustworthy trustworthiness has disappeared from our society and there's many different ways of going about trust but ultimately the first person you need to be able to trust is you and if you're not sure you can trust yourself Spend some attention and try and figure out why. Is it just because your mother told you you you're worthless and and you can't possibly be trusted? Or is it because you know that you're not making the choices that support yourself? Love yourself. Trust yourself.
0: I love it. Dr. G, where can people find you?
1: Uh, Well, you can find me on uh, the website, which is healworks, H-E-A-L-W-O-R-K-S dot net and i'm here in atlanta we have a phone number you can just google guy t gunner dc and this face pops up sometimes it looks a little younger than it does right now. <laughs>
0: Dr. G, thank you so much. This was, as always, inspirational, motivational. You guys can hopefully see why I love this man and why he has been such an inspiration to me. I thank you for listening. Send up any questions that you have. And of course, make it a rebellious one. Sure. Can't get enough of those rebellious conversations. Do make sure you subscribe, like, and share with your friends.